I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all of the life that happens between them. Life. It's reality. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is reality, but hopefully it's not a show, because... Oh that, man, that was pretty funny to get. It in, was, and so we have a heads up of, yes. what MTV is heading for. The yes. other next in the transgender culture media extravaganza that seems to be ramping up lately. Yeah. So they emailed us and asked if we would be interested in, or if we knew anyone who would be interested in. This was a couple weeks ago. Uh, reality show that they're looking to cast. And you, you put that on our social media so I people did. could go ahead and, if they want to, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, and I responded directly to this producer person and said, I, I'm sorry, the publication of our project is premised on anonymity. So even the people we know don't really know us. But we'll put this out there. Right. And even if we didn't have to be anonymous. It, it could just be too real. It could the be. The reality. Yeah. Show. It could be too much of a show or it could be too real. <laughs> it would probably be a combination of both because in my experience, it is every day here. Oh, my gosh. Right? It's a freaking reality show. <laughs> It's a freak show. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be perfect for them and horrifying to us. It, it we don't is, need that. It already is horrifying on a fairly regular basis. So, Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. after we got that, before we put it up on the social media, on the Facebooks and Tumblrs and so on, we were talking about, well, what do you think about that? And even if we didn't have to be anonymous... I don't think we're the right family for it because she might have found us on a Google search, but I don't know if she's listened to us. So no. Maybe she did and said, that sounds perfect. Oh gosh. You know, I understand that a lot of families, when you don't get to combine two sets of functional DNA because they both have the same type of chromosomes, you are kind of rolling the dice for what kind of DNA and what kind of capabilities you're going to end up with in the children and we love our children and this is not by in any way saying that this is a bad thing it, it does make it more difficult to find the you, you, the results are likely to be different yes and and i also see that with other adopted families because there's a personality thing and you could have a, a special needs kid for one thing, and then you could have a whole different personality, and that can be really hard for people to adapt to. That's not what they're expecting. It's nothing like they're what they're used to. Mm -hmm. You and I are used to nothing like we, what we expect, so we just <laughs> do it anyway. But uh, yes, both of us grew up with a sense of hypernormalcy. I think just adapting to whatever the hell got thrown our way, and so everything seems normal. Well, it's been a while for me, so so everything no longer seems normal. However, 
I'm still Managing. there. I'm sorry. I know. You're a little <laughs> behind me on that one. Oh, well. So you sent me you sent me the email from the MTV person saying, hey, want to be in a reality show? And I started laughing my ass off. <laughs> you did. Because yeah. even though I'm sure that a lot of queer families would love to see this, you know, oh, other people suffer with these same struggles of raising these difficult kids while we're also trying to manage our own personal lives. We don't need to turn it into that kind of spectacle for our family. No, we would have... You know, just just thinking of the things that go on in a in the last like week or two. You know, we have one seven year old basically, you know, telling people to fuck off, and most people will think that he gets that from us. In most families in our neighborhood, those kids who act out like that do get it from their parents. Right. So. That's a, a natural assumption on most folks' part mm-hmm. is to think that. And so even if they didn't see us doing that, but anyhow, this is we'd have like one kid going Tasmanian devil berserk, you know, mm-hmm. a, another kid like socking you in the face like a video game, <laughs> you know, a princess doing Who a princess would thing. totally ramp up the performance of her princessness. She would. Given a camera she to would. do so for. And, you know, we have other characters that we interact with, and then, of course, somebody or something would die. Somebody would die, and your aunt would dress up like a hooker, and... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Halloween, I cannot believe. <laughs> that, no. Anyway. For example, number two, we get the email home from his teacher. After we put him to bed Monday night, because my aunt was still here after dinner. Mm-hmm. She had done her gymnastics run and actually stayed for dinner. And and there's an email saying, I just got an email from another parent who said their child was running about the house trying to find money. And they asked their son, what do you need money for? And he apparently responded so that our, our, our number child, two child number two won't have his friends beat me up. Hmm. Yeah, no. No. That is unacceptable. It and is. At that point, you know, number two has been acting out a lot lately. And he so has. He has. it totally would not surprise us. We're not gonna try and do the rose colored parenting thing we know our kid can be a bully and so we're gonna nip this thing in the bud we're not gonna go back and try and say oh well what what else was happening and oh no not our baby like a lot of parents do no no we immediately suspect he probably has done this thing because he has been terribly difficult lately and you know i I, i'm not sure like he might need more of his meds because he's had a couple other symptoms yes but I had recently already talked to his doctor. Yes, and had a blood test to check the levels of the meds. And the the doctor seemed to feel they were in a good place, and I, I didn't say that anything that was going on at the time because I had already the question in my mind at that point. Mm-hmm. Does he already need more meds? And the doctor had said at the appointment when he's sick or something, his metabolism revs up even more to right. try to kick out the germs and... It kicks out the meds along with them. 
Mm-hmm. So was it that? You know, it's a season. Kids are often fighting bugs. Yes. But, um, yeah, he had been quite a piece of work lately, so... So, so teacher says he's bullying. Well, we're just going to have to have a talk with him about bullying. In the morning. And you tried, and I took number three to school. Usually we drop them both off at the same time. He was busy having a fit anyway. And so I took number three and got in my car and dropped her off at school. And when he finished his fit, you proceeded I, to have the pre-planned discussion with him. Yes, I did. I was not sure about if it was going to work, but I couldn't leave it be. Right. And the basic part of it is he didn't try to pawn it off on somebody else. Which he totally would have if he had actually been guilty. Yes. So that was my first and most solid clue that I don't think he did this. Right. He he didn't try to do that. He did seem confused. Mm-hmm. And... That part's, you know... That's kind of normal for him. Yeah, because him and I trying to communicate is way, way worse than me and you when, we, when we're when we not figuring out what each other's saying. Yeah, that'll so, be a completely different episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, okay, well, I talked to him about it, and it was over money. So I said, in the meantime, we won't have money. Okay, so if you if you're telling me you... This kid gave you money because you shared candy with him. You can go ahead and share, but don't take anyone's money. Don't carry money to school and et cetera. And let's just not be handling money in the meantime. And the money is going to have a timeout. Yes. Until we understand better what's happening here. Yes. In case he's over-obsessed with money and is going hog wild over getting his hands on it. So fortunately, we got a an email late that next night. And it turns out it was another of the special needs kids in his class, and the communication with that parent hadn't been stable, and it had been an issue of misunderstandings and tradings and so on. Right. So he hadn't. And on the way to school, he he said to me, you know, that's not right. Nobody should do that. I I wouldn't let them do that. (laughs) And it turned out that that he had told the third grader to back off. That's good. I don't know about that third grader, but our number two child will kick his. Oh, he totally will. He he will. He, he doesn't care. Oh, he doesn't care how big you are. Number two is the honey badger. Yes, he is. <laughs> he totally is, man. So, uh, but he, he didn't do it. And so that, that was good. It turned yes, out good. But what a relief. No kidding, but, you know, then having to have those discussions. Can you imagine trying to have that discussion in front of a camera? No. No, because he's as bad as a princess when it comes to hamming things up. Uh, He would not be paying a single bit of attention to what we were actually saying. And it's hard enough to get him to pay attention when you're the only two people in the room. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine that. (sighs) But I also don't want to, like have a camera crew follow me to my mom's house or... Or to your colonoscopy? No. Nope, not to that either. Not to the vet while I go and have yet another dog mm-hmm. put down. You, you, yeah, yet one more dog. We are now down to one. Yes, dog B had an enlarged heart. And she was already suffering from tracheal collapse and she just quit eating for like a day and a half. And... I knew right away. I mean, this was my baby that could run in the room and steal 10 cookies the size of your head off the counter before you could blink. 
It's you crazy. Know? And she she wasn't having any food, so I knew that it was time. But it was very very sad because it happened very suddenly that mm-hmm. she went from okay and you know managing and wagging her tail and happy enough, mm-hmm. and she actually was happy enough just to be with me that day. Yeah. But she she was no longer eating, and right. it was time. I really hate putting dogs down. It's, it's necessary. It's merciful. It's terrible process. And, it and is. talking to you about that, you had a very a good uh, perspective on it, which is basically, uh, of course, you don't want to see a member of your pack die, especially on your watch. Yes, I I think in evolutionary terms, it's natural that you would have a guilt, grief, loss physiological, hormonal reaction, whatever those triggers are in your brain that cause those feelings are going to naturally be triggered by observing the loss of a member of your pack, tribe, or family. Yes. And I didn't grow up on a farm. No. I'm not used to that. My my father stopped hunting when I was about 10 or 12 maybe. Mm-hmm. Probably 10. So there wasn't anything like getting used to that, whether it's, you know, killing for food or having, you know, animals die on a farm or having to put animals down. Right. Like, you know, in a similar situation. So I don't yeah. like it. And I've instructed Dog C to die of natural causes. Yes. All by himself without my help. Yeah. Mm. So. There's that, and then can you imagine having cameras following you to the kids' harvest festival or to the doctor's office? What do you tell everybody? Why Why is MTV following you around, especially if you're not out all over them? Smile, you're on candid camera. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> colonoscopy folks. <laughs> These people are seeing if you're paying attention to my ass. <laughs> I don't know. Both sides of it. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> or, you know, all the week-long prep you had to do leading into the colonoscopy. Yes. Yes. And this was this is just a continuation of Adventures of My Ass. <laughs> uh, yet again, I didn't, you know, they're they're asking you all these questions. You know, like you said, I had a week of prep where you eat less, and I went and got a um, colonic. Colonic, yes, that's the word, to to help this process. So I just wouldn't be sitting there, you know, mm-hmm. on the throne, very uncomfortable. I read everything. I did. I had everything prepared. I had like mm-hmm. a pile of stuff to do. I did none of it. You you were expecting to be sitting on the toilet for probably. Eight to ten hours the day before, or, or because that's what a lot of four, people report. They do, they do report that. But I got the colonic, which empties it you out quite a bit. Then I ate light. Yes, you did eat very light, and you ate low bulk, low fiber. Yes, easy to squeeze. I through checked kind everything. Of if it had zero fiber, that was my deal. Mm-hmm. Which normally you think of fiber being the thing that helps you clean out, but it does that by scouring your insides, which takes time. They don't want that going on right before the, you you have to drink the gallon of gunk. 
The gallon of gunk. Yes. What flavor was yours? Lemon lime. It used to always be black. Yes, and I found a some packages of flavor that had Truvia, which is a stevia type brand. So you added some powdered drink mix to some of those glasses, and yes, that was allowed. A lot of people use ones with fake sugars in them. I can't use those; they give me a headache. They do, but I did the Truvia one. Stevia type products don't bother me. Good. So I use that, and I, I don't want to see any Jello for a long time because it was the only <laughs> thing I could eat. But otherwise, it, it was it went very easy process. I mean, some of the things I read, I found somebody who who did a a blog, and she's gluten free, so hers were more specific about bring your own cookies, so nobody tries to give you a package of famous Amos or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, some kind of little package of crackers or something that you really shouldn't eat because it's not in your... Uh, and you're in recovery, so yeah. you don't want to tax your system any more than you really need to by no. introducing dietary difficulties. Right. Yeah. Yes, and uh, Papa took me to that, which was different because, you know, he's only retired a year now. He is. And usually you would ask grandma for things or Mm -hmm. you would take me somewhere but you had to work right and papa i don't think we've mentioned him before he is our family's adopted grandma's husband yes Mm -hmm. yes and usually i would ask grandma for things but grandma and my aunt have been doing a lot of things together lately yes and they go swimming Mm -hmm. on monday mornings and this was scheduled on a monday morning i thought well i'll just ask papa yeah you know, mm-hmm. so that was good. You know, we we drove. We talked about practical things because that's what we do. He brought a book. They they said, "Is your driver staying here, or shall we call him?" And I said, "Well, he has a book, so you can't call him on it. He will be in the lobby." <laughs> does he have a cell phone even of his own? No, he does not. I left him mine just because I didn't want to hold on to it, mm-hmm. and. I told him the code to open it and showed him how to make a call if he wanted to know. Right. Just because if I'm going to give it to him and it's a phone, he should know how to work it. Right. Right? That's Why fair. Why not? I mean, he can operate the iPad. He can operate the He phone. can operate the iPad, yes. So. Yeah. That's that. It was a a lot of days of preparation, though, and... I'm hoping I don't have to do that for 10 years, but they don't tell me that yet. You don't usually eat quite such a bland and processed diet. I I know. They're like, eat white bread, and I'm like, Ew. I I can't eat white wheat bread because I don't eat wheat. But you had found by accident the week before a white spelt bread because there was no other spelt bread. Yes, I went to the grocery store and... You always have me get the spelt bread from the Whole Foods. Because I can eat that. A lot of gluten-free people can't, but I can't. So. You can because you don't have an actual gluten intolerance. You have a wheat intolerance. Yes. Anyway, they didn't have the spelt bread that you usually get. And I said, go ahead and get it. They have the white spelt bread. And it's like it's kind of like white bread. I mean, I'm really used to these heavier breads, but... It's more like a white bread than I've ever... I mean, you can make a BLT on that. 
It's crazy how much it's actually like a white bread. Yeah. Which to me, I'm not a big fan of white bread either. I mean, but bread know, in America is really sweet and when really it comes to a BLT. Hmm. You want that light? Yeah. You know, bread that makes perfect toast. All right. You know. Fair. Yeah. I wouldn't want a film crew following me on my job interview. No. But that's okay because I didn't get a job interview. You would want them following you on a job interview because you'd like to have a job interview. I would have liked to have had a job interview. I did not get a job interview. No. You got an email. I got an email that, you know, an automated email that they probably sent to half of the applicants because for the type of job that I applied, it was either going to be very few or a million people applying. Government hiring processes are very polarized. The speed is fast or slow. There is no middle. And we figured out why it was slow. Because the hiring person, I emailed them and said, I'm just curious. I don't want to be the squeaky wheel that gets removed. <laughs> no, you don't. But I wouldn't mind being the squeaky wheel that gets the grease, mm -hmm. which in this case comes in the form of an interview. Mm -hmm. And I said, I, I'm curious to know, you know, how's this process going? Here are some reasons why I think you should interview me sooner than later, but let me know at your convenience. And I got back as soon as I hit send an out of office message. Mm -hmm. Yes, they posted a job and then went out of town. Because that's how you do things for government agencies. Yes. Eh. Anyway, when I got back, I was cut from the hiring process before interviews even happened. So, yes. rawr. I'm stuck it. with tiny people for another six months. Yes, and, and, and you were trying to deal with yourself. You said, well, really, it's only purgatory for... 45 minutes twice a day. Yeah. Which, you know. I don't mind the big kids. I, I can handle the big kids. It's mm -hmm. the four and five and six-year-olds that really drive me batty because they drain so much of me that it ends up becoming hard to come home to my own children that I actually have to live with. Yeah. But purgatory is waiting. It's not eternal. It is just purgatory. Oh, that's good. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you probably wouldn't mind a film crew following you to the checkup for your chest. Probably. Oh, the surgeon wouldn't mind. Surgeon wouldn't <laughs> mind at all, I'm sure. No, I'm sure he wouldn't. No. And when I went for the last visit with him, uh huh. so I went back and got stitches out, and then I went back a week later and just for a follow-up, and he said, okay. Looking good, and it was. I, I, that was the first time I had taken everything off. I, I could see it looked really good. Mm -hmm. And um, since I was healed from the stitches and all that. Right. And uh, he said, okay, 10 more days with a compression vest. And I'm like, ugh. We thought you were going to get to be done at that hoping, last checkup. I was hoping because. Do you have to go back in 10 days or did no, he just tell you? No, he said in 10 days I could take it off and then I do have an appointment but I can't remember I think it's a month I okay. can't remember 
and the compression vest, they told me when they gave it to me. And I didn't have to pay for that either, so that was cool. Tell us how this is, because this is a new one, because I've tried a couple others, and they were too long and not comfortable, and etc., and this one's shorter. And I thought, well, that's good. I'm glad I didn't have to be a trial for the other ones. Yeah, you didn't like when, when you had the other binders that were proper, you know, FTEM chest binders. You liked the ones that didn't have compression over your abdomen, that only had the compression over your rib cage. It's hard enough having compression on part of your body. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty comfortable, and then it got loose because it wasn't all swollen. And then you took it in in the back? I did, by about four inches. And then it e- either needed to be taken in again, but it would have to be in a different spot. Mm-hmm. But then I just decided to fold it up. I'm making like a shorter vest, and that strip of elastic goes right across uh, where he removed tissue, so that's the part that I would want compressed the most anyway. Right. So it's kind of a a funny, funky... It's Italian style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I have to wear a loose shirt over it. Yes, you do. But only for another week or something. Yes, and I think we said this last week or the week before, that already, as I'm watching the swelling decrease... Over the past couple weeks Mm -hmm. and watching, you know, where he took the fat tissue out from around the concave area, you can't tell that it was concave. You can if you know what you're looking for, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have that scoop shape that it used to. No, it had a little dent before and it doesn't. Right. It looks good. It does. Mm -hmm. I'm pleased. And you took a selfie showing off your chest, but not trying to. Right. (laughs) I did. Because I went to the last place that I had taken the dogs. And I was really glad I got to take the dogs a a couple weeks ago. Because at this point, the last man standing is actually really just the last man napping at our house. Because (laughs) that's what he does. That is what he does. He stands from about 1 a.m. to 7 or 8. I don't think he stands the whole time. I think he goes outside and sits there. Uh But, you know, the... All day long, he naps. He uh-huh. does like a little dance thing when it's time to eat. Uh-huh. And I had taken both the dogs with me on this very short hike, which is also what I did Friday. You were still at work, and I had time off. So, But with a compression vest on, a short walk is better. Mm-hmm. And the weather has started turning, so wind and such. And Anyhow, yes. I, I wasn't sure I was going to take a walk or anything i was missing my dog and so you went to the last place that you had hiked with your late dog yes and i took a picture there and i said missing doggy and you changed that picture to your profile picture on your facebook i did because it was me and then there was a cover photo of the dogs Mm -hmm. at that same beach right and then there was a little one of me and I and I said in the caption I was missing Dougie and Yes, but then I think I figured out what happened here. Hmm. Because you immediately started getting compliments on your photo of you topless in front of a beach and everybody's like, Dang boy, you look good. Mm-hmm. Look at that chest work, look at them muscles, look at them shoulders. Mm-hmm. You're a handsome guy. Which is very nice. It's very nice to hear all those things very on nice. a but 
seeing them on a picture where you're saying, I miss my dog, mm -hmm. was a little bit of a disconnect. When you made that picture, your profile picture, people see George has a new profile picture. They don't necessarily see what happened at the moment you posted it. They see profile mm -hmm. picture. They mm -hmm. don't, that posting doesn't always include the caption of the photo. That makes a lot of sense. And then also people are often looking at things on their phone and you can't always see all these tiny little words. And then if you're like me, you're not reading them anyway. <laughs> so true. I, I understand all that. And I, I think I mentioned that in one of the comments, you know. Yeah. That I appreciated the nice comments and it was understandable. Mm -hmm. I didn't post it and leave it there and then go and change it to my profile. So whatever. Mm -hmm. Complications of social media. Is that what we want on our reality show? It'd be better than our seven-year-old sitting in his room telling everybody how much everything frickin' sucks. I am so tired of frickin' sucks. I am so tired of frickin' sucks that when he said it... You grounded him from from the phrase. I pulled the car over. <laughs> I pulled out of the driveway. I started driving. I didn't even get past the neighbor's house. I oh pulled over. I start yelling you I never, turn around you never yell and i i turn around and i said freaking sucks about i don't know how many times and and it freaking sucks that you think it sucks that you freaking sucks that i have to hear freaking sucks <laughs> and then i turned to child number three and i said i'm sorry i'm yelling and then i went back to yelling at her brother <laughs> i said apparently i have to yell to get your brother's attention and then i finished yelling at him and I yelled and yelled, and the look on his face was, oh, my God, I think he's actually registering this. Thank God I finally just yelled at him. <laughs> and I told him if I had to ever hear frickin' sucks again at all, mm -hmm. there would be consequences. And it's always strange to me because, you know, the research shows that with 99% of children, yelling is not effective. No. With 99% of children, SWATs are not effective. No, but I had tried reasoning, and I had tried explanations, and I had tried we consequences. We just have the 1%. We have the 1% who really just needs me to yell at him. And I said, I said to both of them, do you usually hear me talk like this? And they said, no. And I said, that's because it doesn't sound good, does it? And they said, no. And I said, do I usually say freaking sucks? <laughs> so they... They understood. Of course, child three understood anyway and was terribly uncomfortable that I was yelling, but seemed to appreciate that I stopped right away and apologized before I continued. And the next day we were at the table, or maybe that afternoon after school. I don't like my sandwich or I don't like the options that I'm being given for an after school snack. And that frickin' no, not no, that. No, not that. And he looks right at me. <laughs> That's awesome. And I thought, yeah, this is good. It worked. And it's funny to me because, you know, that'll be the one time that you yell all year, probably, that you raise your voice above a speaking volume. He often does say we're yelling at him. He does. And, and it makes you at that moment feel like you should yell to demonstrate that you are you were not yelling. But and I've done that once or twice. You did it once or twice and, and you knew and you proved yourself correct that that was not going to be effective 
Mm-hmm. I could have told you, but yeah, he we says, don't, you and I don't stop like stop to... yelling at me. And I said, I'm not yelling. This is yelling. <laughs> I'm not yelling. Yeah. Do you want me to yell? <laughs> he, he does because he wants to yell back at you. He does. So that's why it usually doesn't work for him. And that's why I usually don't yell, but I'm just not comfortable with it because I was not comfortable after that. Right. I was happy with the results because he hasn't frickin' said frickin' sucks again. He has not said frickin' sucks again. No. All right. So, no, I don't want MTV following me around to do record those things for eternity. But if you do, we hope you responded, you know, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago when we posted that because... Yes. And I hope they get someone good. And... I, I hope they find somebody who can... Be a good token, which is really what they're looking for at this point. Well, I don't know if that's what they're looking for, but that's what we're hoping for. I don't know that reality shows are always looking for the best representative. No, they're not looking for the best token, but they are looking for a token. Yeah, we're hoping that they find somebody who works well to represent the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. And we don't feel like we're those people, so. That's not us. Mm. All right. So is that, that it? That's it. That is totally it. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. A podcast about... (laughs) You said it two seconds ago. I know. A podcast. (laughs) About puberty. Yes, apparently. A podcast about gender identity. Uh, wh- why? Why don't the words work? <laughs> because you're looking at me. Oh, probably. Picture um, the sticky note about gender identity orientation. There's the word I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Start again. A okay. podcast. <laughs> <laughs>